up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Wednesday, October 21st. Week 7, baby. Week 7 fantasy football rankings on the show today. And, of course, we're making that turn for home in the fantasy football regular season. I do have something to say about that. Coming up in just a minute before that, though, of course, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning even you. MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and football. Monkey Night Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyNightFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyNightFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and fights, and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. I tell you what, if you're in a state where gambling is not legal, but Monkey Knife Fight is, it's a pretty cool alternative. It's not DFS in the traditional sense of what you're used to with the salary caps, right? Has a lot of similarities with player props, and if you like player props, then you're going to like Monkey Knife Fight Use the promo code RANT. That'll help you out right there. And it'll help me out. It helps everybody out. Helps Monkey Knife fight out. Helps us all out. All right, so hey, we're making the turn home for the the, the stretch run here, ultimately, for the fantasy football regular season. And I, I created a little bit of a stir last year, and I guess unintentionally, but maybe intentionally, I don't know. I said last year it was week 14, The fantasy football playoffs had started, and I said, hey, if you're eliminated, if your season's over, why are you making waiver ads? Like, that always baffles me when people do that, right? The regular season of fantasy football is 13 weeks in most leagues. Maybe it's 14 in yours, maybe it's 12, but in most leagues, it's 13. Whatever your regular season is, play to the finish line. No doubt about it. Even if you're 0-12 heading into week 13, Make your moves as you normally would. But as soon as we reach the playoffs, if you're out, your season's over. Well, I just said it right there, right? Your season is over. So why make moves? But Jeff, we have a consolation ladder. Why don't you just call that the freaking playoffs then? Like why why are the consolation ladder? Well, call it the playoffs. Have those teams in the darn playoffs then. Otherwise, like what are you playing for? Consolation. What? What's your consolation? A freaking bag of peanuts? What do you? What is the consolation? Why are we even doing? Jeff, I want my league to be active. Do we really want our league to be active then, or do we want our league to be active the rest of the year? Like, why are people so interested in being active when their team is done, as opposed to like be active now? This is a great time to be active in week seven. Jeff, we have a losers penalty. Well, okay. Let's follow the NFL's model. The lo- the NFL doesn't have a loser's penalty. I actually have a loser's reward. If you're the worst team in the league at the end of the regular season, if you did not trade the rights away, 
you get the first pick. Okay, so what about in fantasy? If you're the worst team in the league at the end of the regular season, aren't you the worst team? Shouldn't you be penalized, (laughs) right? It only makes so much sense when you put it that way, at least. Why have a, a loser's bracket? Why even let those freaking teams play? Shouldn't the benefit to being a good team be the fact that you get to play in the playoffs? Be the fact that you get to make waiver moves in the playoffs? Why make waiver moves when you're not in the playoffs? Just baffles me every year. And every year people want to come up with reasons why, but if your team isn't active, why would you eat? It's not like the Jags in January are going to be making all kinds of roster moves to screw over the teams in the playoffs. How about a sore loser move right there? I just want to, Jeff, I want to screw over the teams in the playoffs. Why? (laughs) Why? Why don't we screw them over now? And like I said, play to the finish line. Play straight up on through. Even if you're eliminated from the playoffs in week 10, play straight on through the finish line. But the finish line is in week 13 for most leagues. Anyway, that always grinds my gears. So I figured I'd throw that out there. But let's get into the rankings for week seven fantasy football. And of course, I I could rank either one of these guys at one, one and one A for Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Technically speaking, I have Mahomes at one, I have Russell Wilson at two, but love them both this week. Actually got a really interesting question though about the player who I have at three. And I was really surprised to talk about this on the pod yesterday, but people actually are considering dropping Josh Allen. Baffled by that. Baffled. Okay, he had a bad week in the rain. He ran into a buzzsaw the week before, but Josh Allen still, man, he's a gunslinger. And uh, have him at three against the Jets, giddy up. Kyler in a great matchup against Seattle at four. A-A-Ron bounces back this week at five, Aaron Rodgers. And on the other side of that, love what Houston's been doing since Bill O'Brien's out of the mix. (laughs) Like, Houston's been pretty good offensively. So Deshaun Watson, then Matt Ryan, hopefully it didn't drop him a couple weeks ago because now he's going to start humming because Dan Quinn's out of the mix, maybe. Well, because Julio Jones is healthy also. Come on. On the other side of that matchup at eight, Matty Stafford, hopefully this is the fi- finally get the, the Matty Stafford breakout game. Super Cam at nine, it's nothing to do with the passing game. It's all to do with his legs. I haven't projected as the number two quarterback in rushing yards this week. Remember, no Lamar. So I have Kyler at 143.6 rushing yards. Cam Newton, 42.7 rushing yards. Great matchup for Justin Herbert. Slides in at 10 this week against the Jags. Tom Brady against the Raiders at 11. Tannehill, tough matchup, but he's playing such good football. I can't see fading him in one quarterback leagues at this point. Just on the outside looking in, though, Ben Roethlisberger right there, Joe Burrow right there, Drew Brees right there. The top streamer this week has to be Carson Wentz for me. It's volatile AF, but uh, have met 18 right now. Of course, if you want all the rankings, you go over to ftnfantasy.com. We also have some cool stuff. If you don't want to pay, I get it. It's a weird time in terms of the economy. I get it. I get it. So we do have you covered with some free stuff. The Air Yards tool is fully updated through the first six weeks of the season. That thing's freaking awesome, and it's free. The Red Zone Report is fully updated through the first six weeks of the season. That thing is awesome, and that thing is free. So if you want to see uh, end zone throws from quarterbacks, you want to see red zone targets and end zone targets for wideouts, you want to see red zone carries and goal line carries for running backs, 
We got you covered. Spoiler alert, Derrick Henry has a whole lot of red zone carries. He's got 33 of them so far this year, but he doesn't lead the league in goal line carries. It's actually Zeke. So pretty cool little tool there to see who's getting the quality work uh, in you know the high-value targets, high-value carries, high-value throws. Moving over to running back, it is not Zeke at one. He's at three for me. I have Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones ahead of him. Alvin Kamara, obviously, until CMC comes back, he is he's the elite option, but Aaron Jones gets a major boost up against that Houston defense. But like I said, Zeke at three. Kareem Hunt at four, man. I like the matchup for Kareem Hunt. I like the game script potentially here. I like the volume. I like everything for him. And and really, like most weeks, I probably would have Derrick Henry ahead of him, but I have Derrick Henry at five facing the tough Steelers defense. You don't fade him, but you just acknowledge that it's a tough matchup. Mike Davis at six. Normally, probably would have him ahead of Kareem Hunt. Now, Davis came back to earth a little bit last week, but I actually think this script sets, sets up well for him. It's a tough run defense, but really where Davis adds value is as a pass catcher. I haven't projected at five receptions, which may not sound like a lot, but remember, projections are really conservative, so that's like a big-time number right there, five. Chris Carson back off by love Chris Carson this week at seven. Joe Mixon and all of his touches. Only Derrick Henry has more carries this year. Ron Jones, who? Ron Jones at nine. All right. I'll, I'll bite. I'll bite, Ronald Jones. Good matchup. I'll bite. Clyde Edwards Alaire at 10. Um right now, tentatively have Lev Bell ranked at 38. I don't know if he plays. Andy Reid has, hasn't necessarily committed to him playing this week, so keep that in mind. And Edwards Alaire did look pretty good against the Bills. James Conner at 11. You can run on the Tennessee Titans. Josh Jacobs, tough matchup, but still a top 12 option. He's facing the Buccaneers. James Robinson, the volume's still there. The efficiency has tailed off a little bit, but I'm not worried. At 13, Todd Gurley, speaking of inefficient, but the dude's used like crazy in the red zone, so... There is that against Detroit. David Montgomery, 15. I mean, that feels like a David Montgomery ranking, doesn't it? Like, he's not an RB1, and he, I, I really don't think we should ever, even in great matchups, rank him there. But he is an RB2. Like, he's going to give you RB2 production. He's not going to lose the week for you. He's not going to win the week for you, but he's going to keep pace. There you go. David Johnson at 16. You can run on the Packers. Boston Scott will be the lead back this week. Because Miles Sanders is not playing tomorrow night. So 17 for Boston Scott, 18 for Antonio Gibson. Still love Gibson. Don't let that JD McKissick uh, box score fool you. Kenny Drake at 19. It's a tough matchup. Seattle's run defense is no joke. So he slides back this week. I have Justin Jackson at 20. I have uh I have Joshua Kelly at 26. So I do prefer Jackson, but not by much. DeAndre Swift, 21. The genie's out of the bottle, baby out of the bottle 22 for Devin Singletary I have Zach Moss uh clearly behind him I don't want to use Zach Moss but I don't mind having Zach Moss on my bench I have Zach Moss at 43 by the way clearly behind him but can't really trust Singletary as anything more than a back-end RB2 same thing with McKinnon can't really trust him as anything more than a back-end RB2 especially against uh New England you know but I'm not. This isn't a Jamichael Hasty thing, by the way. Because I don't. Need, I'm still trying to unpack what to expect out of this this backfield, and I think it's going to take me through the rest of the week to really put my finger on that pulse. Right now, tentative, 
I have Jamichael Hasty uh, ranked at 35, but I don't know. I'm getting spidey senses about Jeff Wilson as well. So there's a lot to uh, figure out there, but really the best bet for fantasy as of right now is McKinnon. And then rounding out the top 24 is Daryl Henderson. Right on the outside looking in, of course, always a risk with that Rams backfield. Right on the outside looking in, Freeman, Kelly, James White, Phil Lindsay, because I'm I'm that could move up. We got to see what happens with Mel Gordon this week. Technically, didn't even rank Gordon right now because I, I, it's very much up in the air. It's not. It has nothing to do with the DUI stuff, too. By the way, it's the health stuff because that strep is highly contagious. He, I, I mean, it's a mess. Uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, which by the way, he's at twenty nine, so he's eight spots behind DeAndre Swift. Lat Murray, these are guys who I try to not use if I get away with it, but they are very much. Uh, you know, flex-worthy guys. All right, moving on to the wide receiver position. Devontae Adams, I do think he's going to face Bradley Roby in shadow coverage. I don't really care because it's a volume play. He could see a dozen or more targets here. So he comes in at one, D-hop at two. Ty Freak, I think, bounces back at three. DK Metcalf, I don't think he sees a Patrick Peterson shadow. And another one, I really don't care. He's at four. Julio after the big performance at five. Diggs. I'm digging Diggs at six against the Jets. Kenny Galladay in a high scorer. I I love this game. Can't wait for this game. No defense. If you like defensive football, then yeah, maybe not the game for you. But Kenny Galladay at seven. Calvin Ridley at eight. So he slid back a little bit because of Julio's presence. But again, I love this game. So I'm going to get as much of it as I can. Michael Thomas at nine, not um, not necessarily like down on him. I just don't know how much they need him this week to really win. You know, it doesn't feel like a big Michael Thomas game. And then I guess maybe I have a little bit of recency bias here from him not playing. But regardless, he's still a top 10 play. Keenan Allen, a top 10 play as well, comes in at 10. A.J. Brown is just, man, love that he's back. Love it. He's at 11. Tyler Lockett at 12. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt here. And I think that, um, you know, this is a this is a week where he could perform well in a, in a really high score. So going back to that well, Terry McLaurin is basically the only thing that I like outside of maybe Antonio Gibson. And it doesn't matter who's throwing him the football. Allen Robinson slides back just a little bit. Tough matchup against LA. 14 for Allen Robinson. Robbie Anderson at 15. What's up, Temple? I have Robbie Anderson there. I have DJ Moore at 24. So they're both wide receiver twos, but I still prefer Anderson for now. Will Fuller at 16. Could see a shadow from Jair Alexander, though. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans at 16 and 17, or at 17 and 18, that is. the off- the composition of the offense is changing a little bit, especially with all this Ron Jones. So we'll see. You're still using these guys. And by the way, Evans had Jair Alexander last week. That was part of the reason why he didn't produce. But that's kind of Mike Evans, right? Uh, Amari Cooper backsliding thanks to Andy Dalton. He's down to 19. Chase Claypool is on the rise up at 20. Yes, Chase Claypool is the number one fantasy receiver in Pittsburgh. If you would have said that three weeks ago, I'd be like, I, I like you, man, but you're crazy. But that's where we are. That's where we are. Bob Woods at 21. Uh, and 
I, I skipped Cooper Cup. He's in between Cooper and Chase Claypool, by the way. Uh, DJ Moore, I already mentioned, at 24. OBJ at 23. All right, I'm skipping all around. Let me do this again. So at nine, at 20 is Cooper Cup. At 21 is Chase Claypool. Robert Woods, 22. Uh, Beckham at 23. Moore at 24. There you go. Tyler Boyd at uh, 25. Every every week, this is the range, right? He's about the midpoint of his range this week. CeeDee Lamb at 26, backsliding a little bit with Andy Dalton as well. Darius Slayton. It's going to be Slay on Slayton this week, and it's going to be a shadow, I, I really do think. That's, that's awesome right there. Darius Slay shadowing Darius Slayton. Anyway, uh, T. Higgins at 28 on the rise. Jamison Crowder, basically the only Jet you can trust right now. At 29, Juju at 30, backsliding a little. Travis Fulgham has a tough matchup. And I actually had somebody say, hey, wait a minute. He faced the Steelers and Ravens, and and you're saying he has a tough matchup against the Giants? Yeah, actually, I am. I think he gets shadowed by James Bradbury. And it's kind of gotten lost in the mix because the Giants aren't very good, obviously. But James Bradbury has been freaking awesome this year. You know he's he's one of the, he's been one of the best corners in the league this year, and I don't think that's hyperbole whatsoever. So that's a tough matchup for Fulgham, and he's going to get the star treatment now. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but he's still wide receiver three. DJ Shark, fourteen targets last week. Not going to th- overthink that one too much. Brandon Cooks at thirty three. Debo against New England at thirty four. Mike Williams at thirty five. And Christian Kirk at 36. Now, I'm not going to get too carried away with Christian Kirk. The volume isn't particularly high, but man, such a, such a nice ceiling on that kid right there. Look at that fantasy ceiling on that kid right there. So uh, I don't mind him as a wide receiver three. Moving over to tight end. You know, if you if you have Kelsey, if you have Kittle, like good on you, but I don't think you need Kelsey or Kittle to win your league. I really don't. I think you need better running backs and wide receivers than the masses to win your league in most situations, unless it's a two quarterback, right? Different, different discussion. But I think right now, especially with trade deadlines creeping up on us here in fantasy football leagues, a lot of people are trying to acquire those guys. And I think what I've seen at least is that people are overpaying for Kelsey or Kittle. And I don't ever want call me a cheap, you know, cheap SOB. I've been called worse. I am. I'm a cheap SOB. Yeah, shoe fits, man. I'm not going to overpay on Travis Kelsey or George Kittle just so I can have a tight end. You know, I'm I'm getting by just fine with like crap right now, like with Evan Ingram and crap like that. I'm getting by just fine. Cuz uh, you know, really where you outclass your opponents. Think about it. If you have you know, normal roster setup, one quarterback, two running back, three wide out, a tight end, and a flex, and then whatever else you have, kicker, blah, blah, blah. But think about it. You can you're basically starting between the two positions, wide receiver and running back, six of them, you're starting one tight end. Like if you completely outclass your opponent at running back and wide receiver, it doesn't matter. You could be starting I mean, you could be starting like Dan Arnold. You could be starting Ryan Griffin. You could be starting whoever. <laughs> Any of these guys, Will Disley, David Njoku, Jason Kroom, and you still probably be all right. You know, and granted, you may run into that occasional buzzsaw where you get like the big Kelsey game against you and he puts up 25 points. But, it, you know, think about that, though. 
say you're outscored by 20 points at tight end. How many points do you have to outscore between the six running back, wide receiver slash flex positions, you know, to make up that 20 points? It's it's not that much, right? Like three and a half points or whatever. You gotta you gotta score there. At each of them, you gotta beat them by three and a half points. You don't have to like vastly outscore them to make up the gap. So I think if anything, you could be weak at tight end and it really doesn't have a major impact on you. So just keep that in mind if you're trying to get one of these guys. Of course, those guys are the top two. Darren Waller's at three this week. Hunter Henry at four. He's trending up, baby, and that makes me happy. Ear-to-ear grin. Let's hope for no Donald Parham touchdowns this week. TJ Hawkinson, he's trending up as well. Love Hawk this week against Atlanta. Jonu Smith tentatively at six. We'll keep an eye on his practice reports. I'll update that uh, throughout the rest of the week here if he's um, actually going to play. I think he does. Bobby Tanyan at seven. You get five, six, seven targets, you're going to be a quality tight end option for fantasy. Hayden Hurst uh, slides in at eight. He's trending up. And again, let's just get in on this game. There's so much to be had for fantasy purposes. Eric Ebron at 10. Um, you know, I'm not going to read into last week. They didn't need to use the passing game at all last week. Rob Gronkowski at 11, trending up. And uh, really, really hoping we see a continuation of that. Uh, from last week. I actually have him in another league where, you know, I just sat on him for a while and hopefully, you know, that turns into something here for me. Austin Hooper rounding out the top 12. It is really close between Hooper, Jimmy Graham, Evan Ingram there right on the edge. They're all right there. As far as, you know, some of these other guys, I mean, Richard Rodgers is going to be the Eagles tight end, you know, main tight end this week. Can't really use him. Um, Darren Fells has been trending up, but that's been without Jordan Aiken, so I'm not really trusting that. Tyler Higby has trended down, even though he did look like the better player than Gerald Everett this past week, but the week before, hey, it's the Rams. That's what they do. They confuse the F out of us. Anyway, uh, not really going any other directions. Tight end stinks this year, as always, but some of these young guys trending up like Hawkinson, like Hunter Henry, like Jonu Smith, make the position at least bearable. There you go. If you want all the rankings, of course, head on over to ftnfantasy.com. Use the promo code RATPACK to get yourself 10% off. And even if you're not a subscriber, go check out what we have to offer. We have a lot of things on the site that are free that you can check out as well. Don't have to be a paying subscriber. ftnfantasy.com. Appreciate everybody reviewing the show on iTunes. The celebration is coming, I swear. We're planning it, all right? It's the middle of the football season. But if you haven't uh, reviewed the show already, please do. It helps me out a lot with this podcast. All you have to do if you have a iPhone is pretty simple. Open up the Apple Podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. Open that up. Scroll to the bottom. Click the stars. If not, you can review the, the show on iTunes if you're like an Android user. Even if you don't use iTunes to listen to the show, the iTunes reviews Huge, huge, humongous big help for me, all right? At Jeff Rackliff on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliff on Instagram. Hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side tomorrow for a little wide receiver cornerback matchup and Thursday night football, baby. All right, I'm Jeff Rackliff, and I'm out of here.